0: I'm Michelle Sims, and this is The Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, my friend, and welcome to episode two of the beauty in the mess, fear not, grow not. And I want you to know that I'm truly very grateful to have you here with me today. Last time I touched on what the beauty in the mess is all about, finding the gifts in some of life's messiest situations and then using those gifts to push yourself forward instead of letting things hold you back. I also spoke about breaking out of your old box or your old identity, or at least the parts of it that no longer serve you anymore but I feel like I also need to mention something that I didn't in the last episode. It's probably the hardest part about getting it out of your box. And that may be the temptation to crawl right back in it. And I bring this up because I was just reminded of this prior to my posts on Facebook and Instagram concerning my podcast. And I really just want to be upfront and honest with you. the night before I posted I was actually in tears because of fear that was consuming me. And this fear revolved not around creating the podcast as much, but actually promoting it on social media. I mean, I felt like I was getting ready to expose parts of the real me. And it wasn't the people I didn't know, but it's the people I do know. And that's a very hard thing. And it's a very vulnerable feeling. And if I'm being really honest, it made me want to shrink right back to where I started and climb back in my old box. I started second-guessing myself. Heck, I started second-guessing everything. And I say this because I want you to realize that I know how tough it is to really let go of those negative forces within yourself. And I don't want to pretend in any way that it's an easy thing because I know it isn't. And if you're like me, you're going to waver. You're going to falter at times. And that's okay. It's part of the journey. And I really believe that now. The difference is that once you become aware of what you're doing and what you're saying to yourself. You can stop it, right? You can push through that fear and just keep moving forward. And I should mention that about 24 hours prior to that posting, I started trying to talk logic to myself, logic over emotions. Of course, I was also praying to God to help me get through the fear. And I had a mentor and a friend, Michelle Sorrow, who was also sending me messages to help me break through the fear as well. So I owe a huge thanks to God and to Michelle. So thank you. And with that being said, after I promoted it, I was amazed by all of the beautiful souls who reached out to me. I tried to make sure that I acknowledged and responded to everyone who contacted me through whatever media. And if I missed anyone, I'm truly sorry. And as soon as I see your message, I will respond. I promise. I really can't thank all of you enough. Some of you offered such tremendous support. I mean, it just got me right in the heart. I didn't expect it, but it made me feel so good, and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And many of the responses brought tears to my eyes. I truly wish I could hug all of you. Some of you that contacted me privately were talking about how you struggled to get out of your box too, and some of you said that you still feel trapped in that box, sadly. And if you still feel trapped, I want to talk to you just for a second, because I want you to hear me. I want you to know that I hear you and I feel you and I'm here for you. I really am. And I know what you're going through. I know what this feels like. I also know that you have the strength to get out of that old identity. And if you think about it, you're really the only one that is making you stay in that box. And even if other people are trying to push you back in, you're allowing it. And once you realize that, you will truly be set free, my friend. Awareness is the key. It really is because if you're like me and sometimes you feel like crawling back in that box, you can stop yourself or get right back out. You are stronger than you think. Please know that in the core of who you are. So with that being said, I want to dive into today's subject, fear not, grow not. Fear is such a huge factor in many of our lives. Fear is part of what makes you want to stay in that comfort zone, right? Do you ever slow down enough to ask yourself if it is fear that's holding you back from making progress in your life? If so, to tackle that fear, you first have to understand what fear is and what its purpose was intended to be. Fear, as you know, can run the gamut from anxiety to panic attacks. It can be mild to paralyzing. And I'm talking about temporarily paralyzing because if you truly have absolutely paralyzing fear that you just can't get past for any length of time. You may need to seek professional help. So with that being said, there are many types of fear, the fear of real physical threats. These are your rational fears, and they're telling you that you're in some sort of imminent danger. And then there's also primal fears, which are sort of your instinctual fears, fears of spiders and snakes and stuff like that. And then there are rational fears, and these are not logical but it doesn't matter. You're going to feel afraid anyway. And many times we also learn fear through negative associations. For example, you go out swimming with a group of your friends and you almost drowned, or you think you almost drowned. Then you start to associate fear to the act of swimming, right? You can also get conditioned to be fearful of things through the media and movies, scary movies. In other words, you're taught to be fearful. And as a human being, because you can think, because you can learn, and you can be creative, you're going to find yourself many times using that beautiful imagination of yours to create a story of fear around things that haven't even happened yet or may never happen. And I'm sure you've already done this at some point. I know I have. And then the more afraid you are, the scarier things become. It just keeps building. It's like a snowball rolling downhill. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and faster and faster. So the act of being fearful is priming you to feel even more fear. And if you're a person that feels chronic stress, which I'm guilty of, guess what? That's also a version of a low-intensity fear. And so are anxiety, worry, insecurity. All of them can start to cause mental or physical harm over time. They can cause heart and blood pressure problems, depression, even immune system suppression, among many, many other things. We couldn't even get through the whole list in the episode. This is why you need to start managing your fear at any level. But for all of us, fear is normal and it's necessary. It's a mechanism that your brain uses to keep you safe from danger, meaning those physical and primal fears. But in today's world, we feel fear even if there's no true physical danger. And this is the fear that allows your emotions to start overriding your rational thoughts. And that's the type of fear we're talking about today. Those irrational, unnecessary fears. They encompass things like fear of failure, fear of rejection, and even fear of success. So I'm sure you're probably thinking something like, okay, so how do I overcome fear then? Well, in my opinion, you really don't. You most likely will never conquer fear fully. You can lessen it, though. You can manage it. You can leverage against it. You can start being more aware of your fears. You can start questioning why you're feeling the fear. What are you truly afraid of? And is it something to really be fearful of, or are you just kind of overreacting in a way? Is what you're wanting to do dangerous or harmful to yourself or someone else? What's the true, honest, worst case scenario? If it isn't catastrophic and no one's going to be hurt, then you can still take action even though you feel the fear. And as Michelle Saro has told me many times, action is the antidote for fear. But that doesn't mean you're not going to still feel the fear, because most likely you will. You have to know, though, that when you push through some of your biggest fears, it can help you start gaining confidence, and then the fear should start to lessen. And as I was preparing for this episode, I listened to a TED talk by Karen Thompson Walker. She's an author who talked about fear in a way that I had never thought of before. She said that fears are related to storytelling. And once you think about it, she's absolutely right. Your fears contain some sort of vivid imagery, a main character, which is you. Loads of secondary characters, there's a plot, there's a beginning, a middle, an end. She goes on to suggest that you should not only think of yourself as the author of your story of fear but also as the reader of it, which means that how you read and interpret your fears can change everything. So what's the story of fear that you're telling yourself? Your perception is key, and she also mentioned you can use these fears to prepare for the version of your worst case scenario. And then you'll have confidence if it really happens, you know what to do. You know, but most of the time, if you're choosing inaction, it's because you're telling yourself the story with the negative outcome. So if you change it to a positive ending, shifting that fear to excitement, because fear and excitement actually produce the same physical responses in the body. The only difference is with fear, you're anticipating the negative, And with excitement, you're anticipating a positive outcome. So remember, it takes awareness and repetition to start changing how you respond to these situations. You have to start asking yourself, does your fear outweigh your goal? If not, then leverage against it. I mean, wouldn't it be far more painful to let your goal slip by than to never try at all and end up with a life full of regrets? I believe that passion is a gift, and in my opinion, it's a gift from God. So if you have a passion to do something, Don't let fear rob you of that passion. Some people never find their passion. So if you know what yours is, you are very blessed. And when you think about it, don't you make things worse in your mind than they truly turn out to be most of the time? Usually reality isn't near as bad as what your imagination makes it out to be. So again, even though your imagination is a powerful and amazing thing, it can work against you in these instances if you're not careful of what you're doing or thinking. And the way I looked at all this is if you also have the power to flip your fear, once you decide on that worst case scenario, flip it to the best case scenario, spend time just imagining what that might look like. And I'm sure, you know, visualization as a proven powerful technique and the power of it is huge. And that's why many top athletes today use it, because once you visualize what you want to happen and you add in the emotion that you would feel your brain will accept it as truth because it can't tell the difference between what you're imagining and what really happened. And then repetition makes it stick in your subconscious. So imagine yourself working through the fear in a positive way, achieving your goal, you know, imagine success and imagine it often. And there are other things you can do to lessen the sting of fear. If you believe in a higher power, ask God for help. Prayers can offer hope and peace. And a deep connection to your creator gives you a sense of comfort because you know you're not alone in whatever's happening. Pray for guidance, how to work through the fear. You can also ask God, what is this fear trying to tell you? You can do things like breath work. If you're feeling fearful, you can take a deep breath in and then slowly exhale. Make your exhale last longer than your inhale. Do this a few times and it actually starts triggering a calming effect in your body. It's one of the most powerful and simplest ways to work through fear, but it's probably one of the most overlooked. And there are other ways to calm yourself too, like walking outside, sitting outside, just being in nature has a calming effect. Listening to music, loving on your pet if you have one, can also reduce fear and stress. Of course, meditation is a great way to de-stress and slow down and relax. If you have a big goal you want to achieve... You can find a mentor who can help you achieve it, someone that's already accomplished what you want to do. And if a mentor isn't feasible financially or even logistically, you can find a group of like-minded people to help encourage or inspire you. You know, there's endless online information. There's books available. And as I mentioned before, on the last episode, feeling gratitude can push fear out of your brain because gratitude actually reduces the stress hormones in the brain. It also literally changes your neural structures in the brain, causing you to feel happier. And you also have a greater sense of contentment. So practice being grateful for anything and everything that you can. Write in a journal what you're grateful for, or just stop yourself and have a moment of gratitude. Or if you believe in God, you know, giving thanks to God for whatever you can. Just start acknowledging everything in your life that you have to be grateful for, that you even have a life. And you can flip the fear to gratitude. For example, if you're horrified at public speaking and you have to give a speech, be grateful that there are people that even want to hear what you have to say. Understand that failure is a part of life. It's not the end of the world. And boy, this is a tough one, isn't it? It sure is for me, but it's so true. Failure can be so painful, but it's really just another tool. If you take the time to look at the lesson and learn from it, You can ask yourself if you did something wrong or what could you have done better? Where do you need to improve? And that way, failure can be a stepping stone to your ultimate success if you let it be. And if you're someone that likes to procrastinate, many times that's fed by fear also because maybe you're really hesitating because you're afraid to act. What are you afraid of? Do you ever ask yourself and then rationalize what your excuses are? What could you do to take those excuses away? You know, when I first thought about fear concerning this episode, my first inclination was that fear always stops me in my tracks, but that isn't really true. Fear just gets a bad rap as you tend to associate negative aspects to fear. But the truth is, you can definitely use fear as a motivation tool, and I have. You probably have too, whether you realize it or not. If you think about medical issues, you know, if your doctor tells you if you don't make these changes in your life, something bad's going to happen, Well, if you know what that bad thing is, it can be highly motivational. And you can also use fear for work-related issues. If I don't get this project done on time, I'm not going to like the consequences. If you're walking on a path in nature and you see a snake, believe me, you're going to want fear to motivate you to get the heck off that path and get away from that snake. But the drawback of using fear is your motivation as it sort of forces you to keep focusing on the negative things in your life. And with all that being said, You know, there's something very beautiful about fear in a way. And that's what's it trying to teach you. You know, what can you learn from fear, from your fear? It can tell you some valuable information about yourself. It might point you back to a negative experience in your life, sort of reminding you of something that happened in the past, most likely something that you never completely dealt with. If the fear is related to something in your past, especially your childhood, You have to remember that whatever happened at that time, you were viewing it as an inexperienced child with a very limited knowledge of the world. And if you go back and revisit that experience as an adult, you might find that you're able to add new perspective and insight to it. For example, hurt people hurt people. And then you can start to forgive and let go. Fear can also show you what you need to work on. If you're fearful of something, then most likely you lack experience in that area pertaining to your goals, your hopes, your wishes, your dreams. Fears can show you that you're actually growing beyond the boundaries of your comfort zone. And when you get outside of that comfort zone, you're going to start having new experiences, learning new things. So if you look at it in that way, fear is telling you that you are about to upgrade yourself. It's signaling to you that change is about to come. And sometimes it's big change, but a lot of times change is actually a great thing. However, it does feel uncomfortable because it's not familiar. And this is where fear not, grow not comes into play, because maybe if you're not feeling any fear at all, at least a little bit, some sort of fear, maybe you're not growing or moving or progressing in your life. It's at least something to think about. So I want to propose two main things that may lead to why you stay in your box and in your comfort zone. One is fear that we just talked about. The other is your perceived self-worth. And once you think about it, I think you'll find like I did, that one actually leads to the other. Using the example of promoting my podcast, when I started questioning why I felt so fearful, what I ended up with as the answer and the main culprit was that feeling of unworthiness, which is my old friend. Something happens when you're a child or someone says something at some point in your life and you deem yourself unworthy. Sometimes it just comes from constantly comparing yourself to everyone else and feeling like you don't measure up. But regardless of how it comes to you, that feeling stays with you and you start to become overly critical of yourself. Your brain actually starts seeking confirmation of why you feel this way. And then you will start using every imperfection or flaw that you have as additional confirmation. And then the more confirmation you get, that feeling just grows. And if you're like me, you start to find that that's what's driving your fear of failure or rejection or even success. And this was a huge revelation for me actually because I knew that I haven't felt like I was enough my whole life but I never realized that it was connected to the irrational fears that I feel. The bottom line is you have to start challenging your fears and your feelings and you have to start challenging that feeling of unworthiness too if you have it. But we'll have to dig into unworthiness in a whole nother episode. The main thing that has to change right now is that you can no longer just accept these fears and feelings as truth. You have to start questioning them and then start dissecting them. Where are they coming from? Are they even real? Are they valid? And possibly a new question you need to start asking yourself is what is this teaching me about myself? You know, many times the things we're most afraid of, once you push through them, are going to yield your biggest rewards. So taking action regardless of the fear can actually lead to a higher self-confidence and just show you how capable you really are. And remember that fear is never ending because once you get past one, there's always going to be more to follow. And in today's world, no matter what your beliefs are, you're probably feeling fear at some point or another. Fear is a big factor for a lot of us. So you have to realize that fear is a part of your life. You're never going to fully eradicate it, but you can take action against it regardless make fear manageable in your life, and learn from it. So with that, my friend, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to The Beauty and the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening.